The biggest thing you gave me was time. I've always been a proponent of do the job, do it well. When you're a family, everyone in the family has to be treated with respect. Coach Wooden, it always started with uh, relationships. It always started with coaching people's hearts. I want to know who you really are, right? You can put whatever you want on paper, but that that doesn't really matter. His teachers, they meet the learner wherever he is. They don't care what you know. <laughs> they won't. Until they know how much you care. I want to thank you. One of my longtime heroes, um, and, and you didn't know, don't even know it, but one of my longtime heroes, um, I appreciate you for having, uh, for taking the time to, to jump on with us. Uh, hey, and I really appreciate the opportunity to, to share some thoughts and share some ideas. Um, you know, we have a relationship that goes back a long way, but it seems like it's just yesterday that we were together. Uh, you were a young player. I was a young, a young scout. And we're both trying to find our way. And, and as you know, as we move through this endeavor, we're always trying to find our way. We're always trying to learn and be better at what we do. Right. Well, as 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 we jump in, one of the things I want to ask is, um, well, like. We, we never have a formal introduction, which I think is, is cool uh, because formal introductions sometimes will, will uh, overshadow your story. And so I wanna give you the opportunity to take us from, from being a small town kid in Pittsburgh to, to eventually taking the path that takes you to be the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can leave out what you don't want to put in there, and you can definitely throw in the great parts about meeting me. <laughs> hey, as you know, too, Van, you know, I recently retired from that position as a general manager. I'm still with your organization in a lesser role. But just to clarify, you know, no longer the general manager as a past draft. But you know what? It, it's growing up in the city of Pittsburgh um, as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, there was always football in this region, much like your home state of Texas. Football in Western Pennsylvania is a huge part of our lives. You know, I mean, some of some of you guys were good enough to play this game at a professional level, and some guys like me were very lucky to play at a high school level. But fortunately, there was a great connection through the Rooney family um, with people in the personnel world. Uh, Art Rooney Jr., who was nominated for the Hall of Fame this past weekend, always looked out to high school coaches to assist with their evaluations because their scouting staffs were small. And one of the people, Coincidentally, that high school where the Rooney's attended, I also attended. A great man that you know, uh, the late Ron Hughes was one of those high school coaches. So while Ron was my high school coach trying to win games with bad playing skills, uh, the people that aren't going to do the lights, they would be hired by the 
He would recommend them to be hired by Blesto, the scouting combine, which was headquartered in Pittsburgh at the time. And so those high school coaches moved into the scouting world. Well, a guy like Ron Hughes led the way, and he led the way for me. You know, unfortunately, I had a, a great connect like Ron through the Rooney family. Um, and, of course, Ron was my boss when we were together up there in Detroit, uh, along with yourself and some other really great players. So that's really how it, it, it came together. And it's really ironic that it circled back after, you know, 38 years, I was able to finish my career with the Steelers. And, you know, fortunately, before Ronnie passed away, we were able to have Ron as part of our staff up here in Detroit. So, as you know, in our business, it's a, it's a um, relationship world. But, again, the, the ability to be able to do this at a professional level um, with a very minimal skill level on my part was truly a blessing. And I, I just think it points out to everybody out there that no matter what your skill level is, follow your passion. You're going to find something that you want to do. Wow. Um now you you spoke of the Steelers organization and man some a lot of great players great coaches that you've had the opportunity to work with I was I was listening to a podcast with with Mike Tomlin and you know I've had an opportunity I, through you had an opportunity to meet Mike Tomlin and man just the way he talked about his role in the organization but about the organization as a whole. Can you speak to what, what, what it was like? Of course, I know as a kid growing up and, and being a fan of the Steelers, but what it was like to be in that building, the culture of that organization, what was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of great organizations in, in, in all sorts included and obviously the Pittsburgh Steelers are right at the top of that list um, which is owned by one family the Rooney family and that family grew up literally um, blocks away from the Heinz Field and again as I mentioned I grew up in that same kind of neighborhood and um, it, it's always been a family but what they always expressed was um, from the chief who was the founder to Mr. Dan Rooney, Hall of Fame member, uh, who took over as the president uh, through their son, Art II, who is now the team president. It's always been about doing um, championship football in the right way. And it, it sounds simplistic, but, you know, Mr. Rooney, Mr. Dan Rooney would always tell us, just do what's right. And I would say, well, Mr. Rooney, what's right? And he goes, if I have to tell you, then you shouldn't be in the position you're in. And it was just that subtle reminder that it's not that complicated. And the Rooney's always prided themselves on, um, you know, three head coaches since Coach Noel um, and six Super Bowls in that same in that same realm. It's pretty unique in, in pro sports, especially in the NFL. So, again, they just did things the same way year in, year out. I mean, their expectations are um, their goal is a, a Super Bowl championship. Anything that falls short of that is not a success. 
Um, the minimum we want to make the playoffs each and every year, because if we don't qualify for the playoffs, then we have no chance to win a Super Bowl. And everybody understands that. Um, I've been very fortunate to work with, you know, a Hall of Fame coach like Bill Cowher, um, a probable Hall of Fame coach and, and Mike Tomlin. Um, they're just great folks that have followed the lead of another great head coach who I didn't get to work with, but I got to meet on occasion in coach no but the consistency of the the Rooney family and their message is win championships do it in the right way and uh, everybody understands that it's a coach Tomlin you know coach was no different than coach Collar coach Collar grew up in Pittsburgh and he understood maybe the the makeup of the steel organization but they were young defensive coordinators from outside the school organization. They came in and bought into what the Rooney's wanted. And obviously both have been very successful. So you, you again, a lot of great players, a lot of great coaches, but I, I'm going to put you on the spot because you got to choose. You got to choose two leaders who have, who have shaped your career, who have shaped who you are as a leader. Who are those two people and, and what did they bring to your career? Again, at, at that young age, when I was getting into this profession, Ron Hughes was my high school football coach at North Catholic. And Ron was very instrumental. I always credited him with getting my scouting career started at the high school level because when you watch me play, he said, hey, you might be better off on the sidelines watching, so let's get over there and get out of the house, that type of thing. But of course, Ronnie gave me opportunities uh, to grow, you know, gave me a high school coaching job, equipment manager, trainer, you name it. We did in Detroit, and then he came back and worked with me in Pittsburgh. Uh, when I got to Pittsburgh, to be around the great um, Dan Rooney, uh, day in and day out, was just a blessing. Um, and again, he was he was as down to earth and as as um, diligent in his leadership without trying. I mean, you know, it wouldn't. He would stop in my office two to three times a day, you know, just to talk, just to see how I was doing, and we'd just share thoughts. And you know, I learned so much. Um, through the time we were able to be together before he passed away, that again, another true blessing to have those two people. If you if you make me now, um, but there's been so so many people that have helped me along the way, but those two specifically in this endeavor of uh, professional football. Okay, so so I know in your roles you've had the opportunity to to choose who you want on the bus with you. And um, a lot of young coaches check this podcast out, a lot of young administrators. What, what are the things that you look for when you wanna grab somebody and put them on your staff? What are the things that you look for in, in choosing uh, when you're hiring uh, someone on your staff, be it a coach, be it an administrative uh, person, what are the things that, that you over the years have looked for? I think you look for selfless people. Um, they have to understand and accept the team concept. 
Uh, it's not about them. It's not about their personal careers. Sure, they want, they have goals. We all have goals. But if they achieve those goals with the bigger, while well, always keeping the bigger picture in mind, that's you to understand that they're part of an organization. The organization existed before they got there. It's going to exist after they leave there. So it, it matters not what the individual wants to accomplish, but it matters is how they want to accomplish it and understanding their team goals. So selflessness will always be first and foremost. When you, when you think about the way you lead, your leadership style over the years, uh, well, first of all, how, how do you believe that you lead, number one? And then number two, has that, has that style, that leadership style for you, has it changed over the years? No, I really don't think it has. I mean, to me, I'm never going to ask somebody to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Um, you know, up until, again, my retirement, I was very active, uh, being out on the road, visiting schools, going to games, watching video, writing reports. And it wasn't that I didn't trust our, our scouts to do it, but I wanted to be part of it. Um, I always used the, the little comparison, and I hate to do it, I'm mean, trying not to be disrespectful, but the Pope still says mass. And I, you know, I still... Take that for, I don't want to take that for granted. And again, I'm not going to ask anybody to do anything that I wouldn't or haven't done myself. So has that changed over, over the years? I think it has somewhat. I mean, staffs are getting bigger. Staffs are maybe getting more disconnected. Um, you know, again, I'm an older guy. and The analytic world is, you know, it's trying to make things quicker and easier. And in some aspects, it does. I understand that. I accept that. It's never going to replace the hands-on evaluation part of this game because as long as I've been around it, I'm pretty sure into the future, this game will be played by exceptional um, people and not by numbers and tendencies and so on and so forth. So I try to stay ahead of that and understand that the change, we all have to change, but I'm always going to hold on to the core beliefs um, in addition to trying to stay as current as possible. Right. So the last two years have been a challenge for, for our country, really. Uh, and, and, you know, with COVID protocols in the world of sports, uh, with social justice initiatives and issues that we've dealt with as a society, how have, how has the last two years helped shape who you are as a leader, right? As a leader um, in, in your field, uh, talking about what the, with, with COVID, with social justice initiatives that we've um, really grown from in our, in our society. <clears throat> oh, Bannon, as you mentioned, it, it's not only a, um, a COVID and the social justice issues were not only um, things that were, had to be dealt with um, by college football or professional football or high school, whatever level, um, but it had to be dealt with in the world. Uh, COVID, I think, opened my eyes to understanding 
Um, you can never take anything for granted because uh, it can all change in a heartbeat. And unfortunately, it did. And, you know, tons of people were hurt. Unfortunately, we had deaths. Um, we had changes of life everywhere. But the one thing we tried to understand and, and appreciate was maybe it taught us, A, not to take anything for granted, but there's other ways to do things and there might be more efficient ways to do things. So I think you always try to find some kind of growth out of a negative experience. Uh, along the social justice lines, I think it opened everybody's eyes um, that there's a lot of things that go on that we don't know about. We may hear about it, hear, you know, talk about it, but until you see it and, and something actually happens, um, you don't really know about it. And what we tried to do, again, organizationally, we tried to open everybody's eyes. Um, you know, we would have very open discussions about, I, I can't talk about what it's like to be in Van Malone's shoes. And Van Malone can't talk about what it's like to be in Kevin Colbert's shoes. But everybody can talk about the understanding that we have to be open to there are differences and we have to understand that sometimes those differences are inequitable and we have to try to work consistently uh, to try to be better than we were the day before. And, you know, again, I think that was something our eyes were open, but they always have to stay open because unfortunately these types of problems, hopefully the COVID we better control on. Can they come back? Sure, can come back in a heartbeat. Social justice issues, I think we constantly have to be on our guard to try to be a better people. So, especially in, in the places you've, you've um, the spaces, I should say, that you've lived in, uh, production is, is big time important. So how do you, and how did you as the leader, how did you evaluate your performance uh, because I know for sure it's easy for the leader to look down and say, oh, you didn't do this right. You didn't do that right. You need to be better here. How did you as a leader evaluate your performance from day to day? You know what? I think you have to be open and honest and, and um, acknowledge, okay, we did have some success, uh, but we also failed. You know, in any endeavor, you're going to fail. Um, I shouldn't say fail as much as you succeed because you probably wouldn't be in that endeavor if you did, but you will experience failures. Um, just a specific, we, we evaluate every draft pick that we've made, that we made over my 22 years here in Pittsburgh. And we kept track of that. And we kept looking for commonalities in what we may have missed um, along those lines just to try to grow so as you try to avoid Again, like we talked about with the other issues, you always gotta be looking to keep your eyes open and grow from it. Um, you know, winning, I don't wanna say winning's easy, but it's easy to move on to that next day. Um, you know, Coach Tomlin always talks about, don't, don't slip on that red carpet. Uh, and you have, when you have a great day, um, okay, that's good, that's over. Now we gotta we got take that next step. And I was fortunate enough to work with Joe Green was on our scouting staff for nine years. And to, to interact with Joe Green uh, for nine, nine years as a scout um, was awesome because Joe was, you know, here's 
one of the greatest players to ever play at the NFL level, um, doing the work of a scout and doing it with a manner of, I'm going to be the best scout I can be. But the one thing Joe always taught us, uh, if you do something good, that's good. But if you want to be great, do it again. And if you want to be great, do it again. And, you know, I never forgot that. So I, I think we always got to look back, understand that we, we did fail. Acknowledge that failure. Don't talk about it. Don't make an excuse about it. Look, you either win or you lose. Um, if we won, great. Let's build off. If we lost, why did we lose? And how can we avoid that in the future? But again, even if you won, do it again. I mean, uh, it's never going to stop. You just got to tr keep trying to be great. Yeah, I, I, you, you speak of Joe Green. I remember uh, meeting Joe as a scout. And I, I thought, you know what? That's, that can't be Joe Green, you know, because, because of the way he is operating. That's not the great Joe Green. You know, this guy should walk in like floating, right? And, and having everyone kiss his rings. Uh, but he was not like that at all. And I was... Uh, could uh, unbelievably impressed with with who he was as a person, you know, and and then that he would be in that role as a scout operating the way the way he did. So so my final my final question for you, Kevin, is like after after operating as many years as you did, um, and and being a great of being a great leader for as many years as you did, you look back and you see young Kevin Colbert, right? What would you tell that young dude at the end of your career that that you wish he would have known back then? What would you, what would advice would you give young Kevin Colbert that you know today? Yeah, you know what? Um, and I would give it to any young person uh, Who's, who's about to enter into this endeavor, um, boy, don't blink because 38 years will go by in a heartbeat and you have to really appreciate um, those moments. And, and sometimes you know this, you're going to be driving, you're going to be driving from, you know, Kansas City over to um, Manhattan, back to Minneapolis and down to Dallas. And you're like, man, when, when's this going to end? And all of a sudden, you're going to look and say, wow, where did that time go? Um, I don't know if I appreciated how fast this would go. But, boy, I wish I could have sat back and said, don't take this for granted, as we talked about earlier, because it'll go fast. When you love what you're doing, you don't even think about the time you're putting in. So I think it's, I would always remind folks, hey guys, girls, women, um, this thing will go past in a hurry. Be ready for that and just um, make the most of it while you can. Kevin, I, I, I appreciate your time, man. And uh, man, I, I appreciate your friendship. And again, I um, uh, am sure that with the nuggets that you, that you've given. Uh, there are people who will be able to learn from this. Uh, uh, I just have vacation. I'd like to encourage you to, to settle down, get, get you some golf in. I don't know if you're a big golfer, but but a guy who coached 
basketball, baseball, football, uh, it's probably hard even in these days for you to settle down and relax. Oh, yeah. And that's, I appreciate that, man. And, you know, we, we're trying to make that time for the family because, as you know, you, you sacrifice a lot, as everybody does in their professions. And you got to try to make the most of that time because, as I just mentioned, it goes by in a hurry. Um, and your kids go from youngsters to adults. And um, we just got to recognize that, appreciate it, and try to enjoy it, man. It's been great to catch up with you, too, and seeing that 39 in the background. I remember a few strikes coming out of Yeah. Well, you know what? I, the, the question I asked you about, if, if, if you could talk to your younger self, you know, I try to talk to my younger self. He probably wouldn't listen. <laughs> Uh, yeah. you? That guy, that guy thought he knew it all. Don't we all? Yeah, he thought he knew it all. But I appreciate your time, Kevin. Enjoy your day, man, and and uh, let's let's make sure we catch up again soon. You got it, man. You got to take care and best of luck this season. Thank you. <laughs>